welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 261. Should you get into podcasting? An interview with Mark Asquith coming to you on Thursday, August 19th, 2021. I've been using podcast websites since this podcast started in December 2017. That's a pretty long time. So I started out with the only people giving me advice was people from podcast websites, which is one of the companies that Mark is a co-founder of. So all of the advice and how to, and this is what you need to do, and this is how we can help you, and these are the services that you offer, have been the best, as far as I'm concerned, for a new to podcasting person. I felt like there was always someone to answer my question. Sometimes my questions were really stupid. And sometimes I was saying I had a problem and what it was, was user error, which of course is embarrassing. You have to hope that you weren't um, beating that drum too loudly with help me, there's a mistake or a problem on your website when you find out later that you're like, no, the mistake actually was me. But uh, the fact is, is that you need somebody who can help and guide you. And Mark has so many different ways now that he has helped and guided. I don't even know how many hundreds or thousands. I have no idea of podcasters. And I know one of the things that we ask ourselves as authors is I know I need to put myself out there. I know audio is big and people are often talking about podcasting and audiobooks. So I know I should try to do audiobooks when I have time and money. Uh, should I do podcasts? Podcasting. So we ask Mark, that is I, I ask Mark on your behalf. So we are asking Mark, what sorts of things should you be considering and how should you be making a decision about what involvement you should have in podcasting? And, and please let me uh, clearly say that should is just a word in a sentence at this point. I'm not saying that you should do anything because you may not have the right personality for it. Maybe you're incredibly shy or you just don't like talking in a recorded situation, in which case that's totally fine. It's still an interesting interview, but I do want to uh, encourage you that if you like talking about writing and if you like talking about your books in a way that is interesting to other people, uh, you, there are podcasts where you can be talking about your books to people who are, for the most part, readers. And how much fun can that be? I mean, awesome, right? But also, as you know, if you're listening to my podcast very long, I'm a writer talking to other writers, mostly. And, um, you know, I pretty much can't shut up about it. I love talking about writing. So you may find that podcast guesting is the best possible thing that you can do. And Mark will address that as well. So here we are without further ado, let's listen to Mark. Today's guest is Mark Asquith. Mark is a serial entrepreneur who has built several globally successful businesses since he quit his real job in 2005. Billed as the UK podcast expert, Mark is CEO and co-founder of podcast hosting, analytics, and monetization platform, Captivate.fm, podcast interaction tech startup, Productivity, the world's number one managed WordPress solution for podcasters, podcast websites, and is well known as an insightful, thought-provoking, and actionable podcast industry keynote speaker. He's a wildly approachable Brit, Star Wars and DC Comics geek, and believes that good business starts with being good to people. Welcome, Mark. Hello, Kitty. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so nice to see you on the screen for the millionth time. I, I'm actually <laughs> one of your customers, so I follow your podcasts and your Q&As that you do. Oh, yeah. So you'll recognize the room then. I, uh, I'm sort of dressed like this summer seems to be me in various stages of dress. Sometimes I'm really smart in the same room, in the same environment. And sometimes like today, I'm like just sunburnt and kind of trying to get through the day. So the room always stays the same that you see me in, but the person always changes. It's a challenge, <laughs> challenge of virtual working, they tell me. That's right, that's right. Well, I have to say this room um, has a little bit less of the um, Star Wars like right there in your face than mm. some of the other places you've podcast before, which I, I miss seeing the actual... Uh, Star Wars like, paraphernalia, you know. I'm trying oh. to get all that back. I'm waiting for some pre-orders for this shelf, but they're running late. And I've got I've got a little Yoda to put on there. So anyone watching the YouTube version will see that. Um <laughs> nice. Awesome. 
Well, listen, so um, you and I met because uh, somehow I found you, I think via, um, oh, his name just now escaped me. John, your first partner with podcast website. Oh, John at uh, EO Fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LB, yeah. So I think that's how I found you. And then uh, I just really liked um, the personableness and the way that you guys were talking about uh, connectivity and customer service and everything. And so I was one of the first couple of years of clients at podcast mm. websites, I think, and then what? met you in person in San Diego. So I was already on board with just kind of your way of approaching business and communicating with people. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, just, you know, a, a couple of couple of minutes of how did you get into podcasting? It is such a mm. personal sort of business to be in, you know, you're in someone's head. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, so the funny, th I think the funny thing from, from a podcast perspective, um, so I, I was running an agency kitty back in the day. I was doing like, you, you, I mean, you'll know a little bit more than most people that, that everything that we do is, is, is very much around, um, very design centric stuff. So the, the, putting the user and the, 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 the way that the user interacts with anything, is really like top of mind for us. So whether that's a visual design, you know, whether it's a, a design for a box or a product or whether it's a design of like a user interface, like we captivate and podcast websites, or even like the design of processes for getting in touch with us. You know, you, you, you've been through the old podcast website process, the one-to-ones, the chats, you know, all of that is design. And my background is in a, running a design agency. I used to own a design agency and I, I would a lot of the time, like when, when people say, oh, you run a design agency, you must be a graphic designer. I always have to remind them that it's all that other stuff. And that's what I did. You know, I designed the range of things. You know, I'm not a graphic designer, but I, I design business and I design experience and I design usability. Um, <clears throat> so the reason that in my bio, it says that I'm a Star Wars and DC comics geek is that you can't see it just off camera if you're watching the YouTube version, but just where my hand's pointing now, there's a huge raft of DC Comics stuff. Um, <laughs> there's a big Alex Ross Superman. There's on this wall behind here. There's, yeah, there's loads. I'll show you, I'll show you. Oh, um, that's awesome. And you can't quite see the Superman, but it's on, It's in there, it's in there. Yeah. Um, so we've got, like, that's my background, is loving geek stuff. Um, so I started listening to podcasts in about 2011 which is when DC Comics relaunched their entire range of, of comics. Um, so I got deep into listening to Kevin Smith and, and Fat Man on Batman. And <laughs> I, I created a, like randomly, I was looking for a bit of an outlet creatively outside of my agency. So I started a blog with Gaz, who's now the head of design at Captivate. Um, <clears throat> just about pop culture. It was called Two Shots to the Head, which is a DC Comics quote from, from a, a book called Dark Victory. And we we just blogged about pop culture, Star Wars, about um, DC and Marvel and whatever. And then Gaz said, we should do a podcast. And I said, that's stupidity. Why would we do that? It's 2011. You know, podcasting is old. It's not 2005. Like Lost isn't on TV anymore. What the heck are we <laughs> going to talk about in our pants downstairs? Um, it, it was that, you know, that that weird, what the heck is podcasting and why is it a decent thing? Why we Everyone thought it had, had its day. So then he made me get a microphone. So he made me get one. And if you ever see me recording at the studio, so this is this is my just my homeroom. And down at the studio, down in Sheffield, we've got a range of microphones in the background behind me. And one of those microphones is that microphone. He said, you've got to get a microphone. So we got the mic, we started a podcast, and I just got addicted to it. So we started this DC Comics podcast. It was fantastic. And then I sort of got the bug um, for podcasting. So... Like I said, I was looking for a bit of an outlet, um, something else to do with my time apart from running the agency. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I'd sort of like to have a business on my own where I did my own stuff and I could talk about things. And people always ask me, how do you, how have you built a business in, in a, what is a tiny little town? How have you built an agency that works with, with all these worldwide brands and all that sort of stuff? And because I started podcasting about geek stuff, I thought, well, wait a sec, I could use all this equipment um, for talking about work. So I started an interview podcast. Now, really, really naively, I had no idea about podcasting. I'd listened to Kevin Smith, maybe a little bit of Tim Ferriss. I didn't know about all these people doing interviews. I was like, this is Ace. I'll just do an interview podcast and interview business people. And this is at the time when, you know, whatever, 2012, 2013, when like John's doing it, EO Fire, Pat's doing it, SPI, you got Ducker doing it. You've got everyone in the, their aunties doing these entrepreneur <laughs> podcasts. And I had no idea, but there was no one in the UK doing it. So started this off 
Then I thought, hang about, why is it so hard to connect this podcast to my website? I know about websites. I now know about podcasting. Surely we can make a business to make this easier. Thus, Podcast Websites was born. So I called John up and uh, I'd been on his show and got to know him a little bit at Podcast Movement. I just said, look, man, you've got an audience of new podcasters. I've got an idea for this product. Shall we do a bit of a partnership where, you know, you, you're our number one affiliate and, 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 and an advisor to the business from, a, from a, an outside perspective and we'll build it. And if it sells, it sells. And can we help people? Yeah. And that's how it all started. We got yeah. podcast websites, you know, we help people like yourself and Calm and all these thousands of people. And then it's just, it's just got crazy. Like that's all I do now is podcasting and <laughs> we built the hosting platform and spotted these other ideas. However, a secret is even before we had any other business before podcast websites, productivity, the interaction tech was my first ever idea in podcasting for a product. Oh, wow. And yeah. But that's taken a while for the industry to catch up. It took such a long time for the industry to catch up to what that tech is trying to do. Um, so that's how I got into it. Now I do it every day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you've got, you've still got um, business podcasts and uh, personal just for fun podcasts. And you uh, have a business name that's based on your geeky side. Yeah. Correct. So, <laughs> it's great stuff. So, so here's the thing, a whole bunch of people listening are also, you know, in a place of all of their creativity is about stories and books and um, connecting with people, whether it's you know through fiction or nonfiction, it's still a matter of, of connecting. But how do I find the people that I'm trying to connect with? I know that they're out there. And you know, like with every kind of new tech or product, there's always a bell curve, there's the early adapters, all the rest of most of the people in the middle and then the people who at the very end are like, I guess I'll try it. So I figure we're probably somewhere in the beginning to middle stages of this bell curve. Would you say maybe? I think that the, the, the bell curve is a funny one because we're seeing the bell curve of podcasting as, as, um, as podcasting as we know it, but it, it, right. it's, it's not quite like that. It, 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 there's actually a divergence happening where you know, there's potentially a bell curve as podcasting as independence, as we know it, but then there's podcasting the overall industry and the medium, which is, you know, the, 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 the industry at large, and this is, we're very fortunate to be able to work with this, we captivate, is that, you know, it's now a media, it's not just, you know, an independent storytelling mechanism, which, you know, for the most part, that's what it's used for. But then you've got people selling IP to movie movie um, houses and production companies that are based on podcasts and people creating podcasts to be mass hits with $300,000, $500,000 in marketing budget ready to be sold to comic books and to, to, to other books and to, to, to fiction and then to movies and then to TV. So yes, podcasting as we traditionally know it is sort of about maybe at the top of the bell curve or just heading head in there. Um, but it's also diverged. It's also gone that way. And that is, you know, that's like, you know, like in the eighties when VHS came around and like, well, this is like the bell curve of, of, of TV yeah. We're at the top of it. And it's not, it's just the thing that we, we could only imagine that far in, in advance. Um, yeah. so, so we don't know where that big mass media is going to end up and how that will affect independent podcasting. But I think that, you know, that brings me to an interesting point around, you know, people wanting to find out how to connect with their audience and to, to, to understand how they can um, really kind of dig deep into connecting with people is that a lot of people see that divergence happening or they see that, you know, whatever the bell curve. Um, and they assume that it's too late to get into this. You know, what else should I be looking at? Should I be looking at TikTok or, or should I be looking at social audio clubhouse and, you know, whatever the Twitter one and the green room, the Spotify and whatever, should I be looking at that and getting ahead of that? Well, yeah, of course, if you want to, but podcasting, it's not too late. Like if someone said that you, you, you were focusing on YouTube, we're doing this now as well as audio, we're doing this now on YouTube as well. And you know, no one ever said to you, Kitty, you better not start a YouTube channel. There are too many. What people say is get it on YouTube because there's an audience there. Take a bit of time to find them, but there's an audience. So I think that's really a, a, a big bit of context for podcasting is that if you want to connect with people, people go to the medium that it's easy for them to gravitate to. And if that's audio, then there really is no too late to get into audio, you know? So that's got, that's actually got to be the first rule is understand that People will go to get your message where they want to go to get your message. So unless you are, point. 
it's really important because a lot of people, like if you think about podcasting, for me, there are two types of people. Um, there are people that want to build podcasting the channel. And that's what they want to build. And they want to monetize a podcast. Or they're the people that want to build a brand and monetize the brand. And that can be via a podcast, that can be via YouTube, via, you know, TikTok. What I'm talking about here is to these people who want to monetize a brand, we've just got to be everywhere. You know, yeah. so if you're a writer, actually, you want to get people into your storytelling. You want to get people into your ecosystem. It doesn't matter whether they come from YouTube or TikTok or podcast or from a blog or from public speaking or from whatever else, you know, guest writing. It doesn't matter. We want them in the ecosystem. But if you're a podcaster looking to build a podcast, the only thing we want them to do is listen to the podcast. Right. But if you're, if you're writing and if you're trying to build that brand out as a writer, we want to, the writing is the thing that we're trying to sell. So we've got to pull people in from any mechanism that we can. And a podcast is just one part of those mechanisms. Um, so that's a really important distinction to make because it drives that decision to get started. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, that's a great segue to, to the next, you know, the, the major question people are going to be asking now that we know it's not too late. Um, how do I know if this is, and, and you can't tell somebody um, whether or not they should do a podcast, but the questions that people would, would be asking themselves when they're trying to decide, like me, I'm a novelist and a writing coach and I have the podcast and I love all three and I just can't imagine my life without one of them. If somebody says to me, well, you'd probably have a better business if you took this out or took that out. I'd be like, yeah, but I wouldn't have a better life. <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely on the, um, I'm doing podcasting as part of my brand and because I just really, really, really love it. So I'm thinking that maybe one of the questions people would have to ask themselves is um, maybe the idea would be to get on a few podcasts as a guest, see whether or not you like it in the first place. And that will give you some idea of whether or not you would want to start a podcast or be a guest or whether you hate it altogether and you just want to find some other way where you don't have to be on the spot in such a way. Uh, what are some of the ways that you help people decide what direction to go? I, I do think that, you know, podcasting, it requires a certain set of tolerances to start with. So I'm not going to say skills or anything like that, but a, a level of tolerance for certain things in order to begin. And that is, you know, a lot of the time talking to no one, you know, you and I can do this and it's great, but my show is a solo show. I have to, I have to play my music and I, I do it like, I do it like you do. I do it live. You know, I'll press this button now and my audio will come in and that's it. This is how I do my podcast. So the, You've got to have a tolerance for that, the ability to talk to, to nothing, but to talk to something. And the second thing that you've got to do is have a, like, imagine if you're a, um, um, imagine if you're a band, like, you know, think of any kind of band that you're into, whether it's a rock band or a pop band or a jazz band or whatever. Let's, let's, let's take Bruce Springsteen. Awesome. So Tech Springsteen, right? He wants to go out and do whatever, Thunder Road or Born in the USA or Streets of Philadelphia, any of those ones. He's got to have a tolerance for playing that song again and again and again and again and again and again. Because the first time that someone hears it might be 20 years after he's written the thing. So he's still going out and touring the same stuff. Now you as a podcaster... You've got to talk about the same thing a heck of a lot. Like I talk about podcasting every day. So do I have a tolerance for that? Well, yeah. Do you have a tolerance for writing? Well, yeah, because you write, you coach, and you podcast, of course. So you must have a tolerance for it. So they're two really important things. You know, the tech and all that side of it, we can, we can get around that sort of stuff. <clears throat> and the way to test those tolerances is to see, like you said, is to see whether or not you can do it for someone else. Can you guest on someone's show and actually enjoy talking about DC Comics, Star Wars, or podcasting? This is not the first conversation that I've had this week about podcasting. <laughs> and it will not be the last. But do I get bored of it? No, I don't. You know, this is what I do. So test the tolerance. And like you said, the way to do that kid is get on there and get on some guest slots or even go out there and record some or not necessarily record, but do some live sessions, you know, go out and do a Facebook live um, or do a online summit with someone where you talk for an hour about the thing that you talk about just some way 
of testing whether you can Bruce Springsteen your way through and sing the same song every day for 50 years. Can you do that? Because if you can, you should probably podcast about it because that's what it's all about. Um, and I think once you've, once you've tested those tolerances, that's sort of like a pre-check for whether you'll stand the test of podcasting time. And if you ha if you do, you know, then you get the better mic, then you get the mixer, then you get the roadcaster, then you get your podcast hosting, then you launch the podcast. So, it, you know, there's a different, there's a different setup um, required in order to be a podcaster than there is just to test your tolerance for talking about your subject. So I would always recommend doing that first. And it might only be five episodes of a podcast. You know, it doesn't, you don't need to go out and just do a hundred interviews, but you've got to make sure that you're all right with being on a microphone. So yeah, yeah. I would definitely test it. Yeah. And one of the other things that I think, um, like from my perspective, one of the tolerances that I would suggest people have um, feel comfortable with at least to some degree is the tolerance for saying the wrong thing or saying something stupid and just being able to laugh at, at yourself. Because first of all, it's going to happen. You won't be able to do it perfectly unless you do, you know, more than one take. That's at least my experience. But also I think that people really love to have a conversation with a real person who, for the most part, um, I'm a person who trips over things and trips over my words and try to mostly laugh about it. And I think that people just enjoy, you know, my silliness. So I think that finding your personality within the podcast, like makes it easier and more fun. Do, do you think that that's true for you? Mm. Oh, I agree. I've just made a note, actually. That's why I was just tapping away on my thing, because I've, um, I think I'm going to do an episode on Monday about that, testing your tolerances. It's a good one. Um, nice. So, yeah, I think, you know, if, if you listen to my first episode, I was very, very rigid, you know, very rigid. Um, and it was that fear of making a mistake. And, you know, you, you listen to my podcast and I do not edit that thing. Now, the longer form podcast that I do and that I'm going to be doing, I will edit those because they've got to be a real high class. But that's because they are also representing other people. It'll be me and a range of people talking. So that I owe it to them. Like I can't expect them to be willing to let my standard of, you know, fudging something be all right for them. That's not up to me. It's got to be the best. But for me, with my show, I can be like, you know, what does it take to be a top level podcaster in today's world? This is what I'm going to talk about today on the podcast Accelerate. And I'll say everything wrong. And I'll be like, do you know what? Sorry, guys, I, I said that wrong. I'm an idiot. Here we go. But, <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't have done that six years ago, eight years ago, <clears throat> but it, it, it helps people, especially because of what I do, where it's teaching podcasting things to podcasters. We're all fallible. So it's nice to show that you've got a bit of an error in you because it humanizes you a little bit. And that's, that's a lot of people get a bit flippant with it. You know, why you should edit your podcast. It's got to be the best it can be. Like I get that. But no one wants to work with a robot or no one, you know, you, you're not going to go out for a beer with a robot, are you? You want someone that can have a little bit of a laugh and have a good joke about it. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you ain't laughing at anything. So, you know, that's, I think you, you do watch that personality develop as you develop your podcasting skills. Like my public speaking, uh, everything has, has just gone through the roof because of, of being, a public speaker on a podcast for 1300 episodes. You know, yeah. I started life as a podcaster and then suddenly you end up, you end up speaking on stages and you're not phased by it because you've done it here. And I'll make the same messes up on stage. I don't care. I honestly do not care. It, it will, the audience will be with you when you do that. And I think, yeah, allow yourself the flexibility to develop because no, that's the other thing. No one really wants right. Like right is boring. No one wants that. Like people tune into things for drama. And as a writer, we don't tell stories that are just right and boring. We tell stories that grab people and there's nothing better to grab someone than a bit of humanity, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a really important point you made there, Katie, definitely. So that's actually a great place to segue into the next question that I had, which is um, when you started, you said that there were already a lot of people doing entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial podcasts, and then you started one. Um, and I think that there are enough writing and writing related podcasts that there's probably a lot of people thinking, but I could never be a Mark Dawson and James Blatch show. I could never be Joanna Penn or, um, 
I have like 17 other names in my head. Sorry, everyone that I didn't say your name, <laughs> but uh, there's so many great podcasts out there already. Like, what would I say and how would I be different? What is your thought on how different you need to be or how you find your space? Well, there's only one thing. I used to do a talk about this. There's only one thing that any of us have got that is completely unique. There's literally only one thing, and that is just our personality. It's the only thing that we've got. You know, you and I could could discuss this microphone. I've got this microphone to review. I don't know what it is. And we could, <laughs> you and I could review it. And it, but it's the same mic, but we'd be doing it in totally different ways. You know, we could talk about whatever. We could talk about books. We could talk about horror. We could talk about sports. We could talk about writing or podcasting or whatever and say the same things, but we deliver it all differently. And that's the initial attraction. You know, it's like, you know, in the dating game, back in the day when you're out dating and you, you might be out at a bar or you'd be doing whatever and you, there, there will be 50 people that you'll say hello to. And you're not going to strike a chord with each one of them, but you're saying the same words. Yeah. And then suddenly you end up with your partner of 30 years because their hello was the one that got you. And it's the same thing with content is that it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it and why you say it and what else you say around it. You know, what, what context do you add that no one else can add? You know, it's, it's, it's the stories that pile on the stories, you know, the, the anecdotes that only you have got that you can tell around one piece of factual information, for example, you know, it, it's, it's about finding the personality, as you mentioned earlier, the personality within what you're delivering, you know, and yeah. that I think is, it's the only thing that we've got that's different. Like you get, I get some, I get some music and it can be different to your music. That's cool. But once the music's done, okay. Like it's the same stuff, you know, I can, this is why I get annoyed by people copying other podcasters, like if you stop putting on fire after everything, like John oh. did Entrepreneur <laughs> on Fire, that's it. He did it. He did it really well. Stop copying him. It's ridiculous. And because you're not then trying to be you, you're trying to be John and John's become John because he's John, you know, yeah. he's not become John because he's trying to be someone else. And that is uh, honestly, most coaches, entrepreneurs, writers, authors, bloggers, YouTubers, content creators, stop podcasting because they're trying to repl replicate what someone else has done. Whereas ah. the people that do well are just doing what they do. Like we've met and I'm the same now as I am. I can be in an investor meeting if we had investors, which we don't. I'm trying to think of something that's important, but imagine we had investors. I'd be the same with them. Yeah. It'd be the same jokes. It'd be the same attitude. I could be at a wedding. I could be with my parents. I could be with strangers. It, I would be the same person. And the reason that I say that that's important is because, you know, we talked about tolerances. Like imagine that you, you've got 500 episodes of a podcast in you. You know, we don't know that you've got that in you, but you have, you know, somewhere you've got all that knowledge to get to 500 episodes. And you know that you can talk about that thing and it's amazing and you've tested that tolerance. But if you start on the wrong foot by copying someone else, like if I came on here with, 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 with John's attitude, which is very exuberant, very American, it's, you know, it's John all over. There's nothing wrong with it. It's brilliant. But if I tried to do that, I'd get what, five episodes? And I'd be thinking, come on, Mark, what's, this is hard. I'm tired doing this. Yeah. Be yourself, do something. So if you set off down that path with copying in mind, you will only ever be able to be that person. So you've got to, from day one, just be yourself and let yourself shine through. So that's the difference. You know, you and I will do the same conversation. Well, and I have this conversation, you know, I might, today I'm talking to you about writers and I'll do a podcasting for bloggers conversation or a podcasting for YouTubers conversation or a podcasting for coaches or dentists or orthodontists or ophthalmologists or what. I, this is the stuff that I do. And it's the same conversation, but I will never repeat these words again. The context yeah. will be different. So you've got to, you've got to really lean into that. But then that leads people to that other question, which is, you know, what do I then talk about? You know, and it's, well, you talk about the stuff that, that, that people respond to, you know, like 
we've, we're talking here and you are nodding your head. So I keep talking about that thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're, and I know that the next time someone asks me that question, that kind of answer will probably work because you're not in your head. And then if the other person nods their head, I'll do that again. So you, you end up with this, you, you almost become like a, um, a stand-up comedian sort of stage performer where you, what you're trying to do is gauge what the audience looks at and responds to, which then perpetuates your personality. So my personality is very honest and very straight talking. Like if you said to me, Matt, which microphone should I get? I'm not going to say, well, that's up to you. You could get any one of these. I'm going to go get this one. The rest are crap. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's my attitude. And so as I, as I, as I see people respond to that, I lean into that. I become more confident in that you get more responsive to that. And that perpetuates me doing more of it and be more natural with it, which you then respond to more. So that perpetuates even more. So it becomes right. this, this ever developing cycle of becoming better because you actually, you're actually aware of what's going on. Now that's the key thing is having a full awareness of what is going on. Yeah. Now, when I first started doing this, I was nervous about calling out any BS that I saw, but now I'm like, that's crap. That's <laughs> rubbish. What are you talking about? Have you got any proof about that? And, but I, ordinarily in the past, I wouldn't have wanted to ruffle feathers, but now right. I know that people want the honesty from me. Like part of my job in podcasting is to be sort of like the representative for the podcaster, like to, to not, if someone says, so someone pitched me this thing, right? Last week, this is legit actually, Kitty. And this is where, I, this is just an example of this and leading into the personality. Someone pitched me this product last week in podcasting that promises to make you money. And all you got to do is pay them like a grand. And then in the future, it's going to go up to 290 something bucks a month. And I was like, you are off your head. That is absolutely not, not a chance is that going to work? No chance. So that like five years ago, I wouldn't have done that. So we talk about how do we fit into the space? I've found that that's my role is to be the person that spots the crap and goes, I no, we're not having that. Now that's not to say that everyone has to be that person, but you will find something that people latch onto. Right. You can lean into you know, and you'll have that with, you'll have that yourself as a coach, you know, people will work with you above all other writing coaches because of one or two very specific things that they like about you. And that's, yeah. it translates through your content, you know? Exactly. Yes. My whole thing is um, that anybody could write a book that changes somebody else's life. And so, you know, I have a tagline, write a book, change the world, because I really absolutely do believe that any of us might be in the process of doing that. You know, maybe we haven't quite figured out what the book is yet, but it's there. Like what you said, you don't know if you have 500 episodes of a podcast in you yet, but you might. And the whole possibility of it, like that's, that's my thing and encouraging people to consider the possibilities that they have. That's my thing. That's where I'm at in the podcast space for writers, mm. you know? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you make a great point about that. You know, everyone's got a book in them that can change someone else's life. And that that sort of leads me to this point about, because the, the inevitably, you know, people are like, well, you know, what, what's a good download number or I don't know if the podcast is a success or, you know, take it the other way. I just, this, this week, one of my favorite podcasts stopped producing because oh. they were like, oh, I'm not, not making any money and I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not getting too many downloads. And I'm like, well, I get that. But like, if you love it, then you do it. Like I, I don't make any money from playing golf because I'm terrible. <laughs> but I love it. You know, I don't make any money from playing Xbox, but I love it. I'm terrible. I don't terrible at guitar, but I love playing it. I don't make any money for like, I would have to give money to come and watch me play guitar. <laughs> it's, but I don't do it for that. So it's figuring out like why you're doing the podcast thing, because I, I, I am 100% with you that if you can create a podcast, a piece of audio that will positively affect just one person, then it should be produced. And this is the argument around, um, you know, there's a lot of old stalwarts in the industry, a lot of old loyalists, which which I really like those guys, but they're very much like, well, if you've not produced your podcast for 10 years, it should be deleted. I'm like, well, let's delete Metropolis and The Godfather and let's go and delete every unknown Stephen King short story that's not yet been made into a film. Like, what a silly thing to say. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, there's I think it's that that's important. You, It, it will only take... Like imagine someone saying, you know, to, 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 I don't know, someone like Beethoven, right. Actually don't do this one thing. 
because no one's going to listen to it. Or Da Vinci, you know, no one's seen anything like that. Better not do. Or Elon Musk. What? Don't. No one wants that. And then yeah. it changes things. So on the micro level, it has to be about the people. And we, you know, we to circle back to the beginning on this one. You know, we talked about connecting people and co- talked about connecting. You know, if you're a writer, connecting with your audience, and you know, you mentioned about the intimacy. Like I'm piped right into your ear. It's not, hey guys, it's hello you, and yeah. that's what's important. So yeah, there's a lot to dig into there, but yeah, I, I agree with you on it on on that completely. You know, um, every time I talk to you or listen to you speak, I always think I just like Mark so much. Like there's just so many things about our personalities and stuff. I mean, just just the the end of your bio where you're like the the way that you have a good business is you start with being good to people. I love that. It's totally the kind of person that I am. And I think that's part of what we're saying is that just be the person that you are and you are going to appeal to a certain audience that is out there. Oh yeah. And it's so Chris Ducker is, he's a, he's a, a friend of mine and he's, he's, he's a big fan of his sayings. Some of them he thinks he's made up, but he hasn't done, <laughs> but we'll let him have some of them, but he, uh, he's got one, which I like, you know, it's something around, um, work like a magnet, you know, work with those that you attract and repel the rest. And, you know, Chris is great at what he does. So he, he, he has nailed that down. And the, 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 the subtext to that, it's not even a subtext. It's more like a really overt um, message is that you should only work with the people that get you, you know, and this is, I mean, we, we tell so many people with captivate to use another podcast host, because if you want lying to, or if you want us to pretend that podcasting will make you money within like three minutes, <laughs> someone else can do that. Like our job is to be good to you and and for the long term. Um, and and but also conversely, like no one ever goes, you know, I'm going to be a writer, and I'm going to build my own business, and then I'm going to build a speaking brand around my books. No one ever says, you know, if you imagine you get your parents maybe ask you, well, why do you want to do that? No one ever answers by saying, so that I can pe- work with people that I really don't like. <laughs> yeah. Whoever answers like that, no one. So, you know, podcasting and writing and community and, and whatever, any any type of content, it gives you the chance to say, look, here's the thing that I'm putting out there, that this is my view. I believe this. This is my opinion. We're over here if you like it. And if we're not, and if you don't like it, that's cool. But we're over here. Like you go and you can do that stuff over there. We're over here talking about it. And um you know, it's, it's the, it's the, the whole backbone of business. Yeah. You know, you, you think back to the good old days, there was a butcher that was startled to find was still in business in a little village that I grew up in, but granddad used to take me there as a kid. And, uh, you know, the village has got like three butchers, you know, meets meat, but we always went to the same one. And it was because my granddad got along with a guy, you know, Ruben, how's it going? How's your, how's, how's work? How's Sally? How's your kids? You know, what's been going on? He used to be a guy down at the club, you know, how's the club? What's what's the, and he, he got that and he, he still got the meat, but he could have got the meat from elsewhere. And it's, it's not that he didn't like the other people. It's just that he liked this person more. And what we've got to understand, you know, obviously you're a voracious reader, voracious writer. Like my entire office here is covered in books. Like I, when we moved house, I had to buy a room that has room for just thousands of books. I love That's books. Awesome. And the point that I'm getting at is that what am I, what, 40% of those books I've probably read, 60% I haven't yet. Cause I buy a, I'm probably buy a book every two or three days. And the point is that I've got to choose what to read and when. So like my time is a linear thing. It's just a single line, just linear. And if I take a chunk out of it, that chunk's gone. I can't work around it. I can't get it back. You know, I can't, there's no way of escaping that that chunk is missing because I've spent it on something. So if I'm choosing to read your book, if I'm choosing to listen to your podcast, there's there's nothing in it for me if you are scared. If you are sat on the fence and if you're not, if you don't have an opinion or a set of ethics that you are willing to defend and uphold and to stand by, I'll go spend that time and take that chunk out of my timeline and give it to someone that really gives me something, you know? And that's, I'm sure that, I don't know, but I'm sure that the best writing comes from a place of being natural and honest as opposed to trying to 
find a formula that works, you know, I don't know. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. But- yeah, no, it's very true. In fact, um, you'll hear a lot of people say that the key to great writing is to elicit emotion in the reader. And mm. I would say that that may be one of the keys to a great podcast is um, yeah. getting your listeners to be engaged and excited or scared, if depending on what kind of podcast you're doing, or to be somebody who's listening to your DC, I love DC comics podcast going, I'm a Marvel girl. I'm not going to read the, oh, maybe I'll read that one though. He made it sound really cool. <laughs> not that I'm pointing at my Marvel comics behind me, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's about, um, I mean, humans want to have emotion mostly. I think, I think that's how we engaged with our world. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, you know, think about it. The most powerful force on earth is, is like nostalgia, you know, and however that nostalgia is, is, um, elicited is 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 different whether it's watching something or seeing something smelling something one of those powerful triggers of, of, of nostalgia is of course you know listening to something hearing something um music from your youth or whatever <laughs> yeah um and you know i think there's only really three things that a podcast should do and it, it, it's got to entertain it's got to either educate or it's got to emote it's got to give an emotional response and i think that's i agree that's something that that I always tell people that they've got to focus on is get get something out of your audience, you know? And it, the reason that I say that like entertaining versus educating is that I shy away a little bit from educating. Um, so I always, I say there's two types of podcasts, one that's got to entertain or one that's got to educate, but the education ones have to entertain as well. Yeah. What I try and do though, is I always try and say like, an entertaining one doesn't have to educate. Like if you're a comedy podcast, I ain't in for the education. And the yeah. reason I stay away from that is because I think a lot of entrepreneur podcasters just beat the, well, I add value. My USPs, I add value. And like, that's crap. You don't, that's rubbish. That, so just by, I don't want every podcaster to feel like they've got to educate. You know, they don't. It's better to entertain and get some emotional response than it is to try and force an education. But they're the three kind of pillars. You either entertain, you educate and you entertain, but either way, you have got to get an emotional response. That's it. It, 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 That's the key to a a genuinely successful podcast. But it's also that relatability. You know, if you're doing a writing podcast about helping writers through to their first book, you know, you have got to align with me. I've got to relate to what you're saying. So you have got to, you know, you're an expert at what you do. You've got to let me know that you were once like me. And then I will buy into that. Well, wait a sec, Kit is an expert, but yet she started where I started. That's the dream. I want to get to where you are. So there's so much in that that we've got to consider. Um, and it's, it, you're absolutely right. It starts with emotion. Inevitably, it starts with emotion. Now, one of my pet peeves, <laughs> and mm. I would love if you could um, help everyone, everyone who might ever want to be a guest on a podcast with this. Um, of course, only the, the ones who are listening right now, the, your people. I'm talking to you. If you're thinking, I don't think I want to have a podcast because now I, I've thought it through and listened to Mark, but the idea of being a guest, that seems a lot more reasonable mm. and doable. Mark, how do we become a great, interesting, kind of entertaining, maybe guest, at least an interesting guest, because it can be really difficult to be the podcast host. Um, I- I'm guessing that you've had this problem before. And you know that this person is just nervous or they feel like they just only have to talk about their book exactly the way, you know, their publicist told them, but how can people like relax, be themselves in the way that we've been talking about for the last half hour and, and actually end up being a better guest, more interesting to the audience, more likely to be invited on more podcasts. Well, the best conversations go in, in directions that you don't expect, you know, look at any of the greatest interviews, you know, top 10 interview moments on YouTube. None of them are scripted. None of them. So what you got to do is I think, you know, think, think back to basic media training, you know, if anyone's done that. And if not, I think everyone looking to speak on podcasts probably should do some media training. Um, <clears throat> costs like 50 bucks for an hour. Just get on it. You know, it's a no brainer. So I think like politicians and so on, what they do and what, what I do, if I'm ever on a guest, you know, I might have a, a version of it here somewhere um, where if I've ever been interviewed, uh, yeah, where are we going? So yeah, I will basically got this list of, of points that I want to get across. Now, if I get one of those points in, 
I will be delighted with that interview. If I get two in, even more delighted. Three, like the absolute dream. I've got three points. And this is what politicians and celebrities do. You know, they'll bring a question back to what they want to talk about, which is why people get frustrated with politicians. But <clears throat> that's what you got to do. But you don't do it in a way that politicians do. So what I'm talking <laughs> about here is you know what you want to talk about. And you've got your one, two, three things that you want to get into this podcast interview. However, you are also very, very, very acutely aware of your beliefs, your opinions of certain things and where you stand in your industry. So that when someone asks you a question that you might not be prepared for, you can either bring it back to the point that you want to bring it back to. So let's assume now, um, my agenda on your podcast is to talk about Captivate. Um, let's talk about a new, the new feature, the short links feature. Let's just assume. So my checklist for all this week's interviews might be talk about short links, talk about short links, talk about short. And you'll say, how do you be a better guest? And I'll just go, well, actually, Kitty, the way to be a better guest is to number one, really, really have a great set of microphones, you know, really have your headphones plugged in, but also track how well you're performing on interviews by creating a custom short link in your own podcast dashboard. Like, and that's what politicians do. So they'll drag you from there into this. And it sort of sounds like an answer. So that's one thing that you can do, like very basic that you can do. Okay. But you just do it better and more gracefully. You know, the second thing is you can do the same thing, but direct people to, um, your own opinion set and, and your own context. So what I'm talking about here is that I am very confident in how I sit in the podcast industry. I'm pretty, I can be contrarian at times, no BS, fairly honest. You know, I'll call out things that I don't like and I'll, I will give very honest education on things. Now I can apply that to any question in podcasting. And if someone comes to me and says, Mark, you know, tell me about X, Y, and Z, I can either take that X, Y, and Z, superficially answer it, and push into my notes and say, well, actually short links, blah, blah, blah. Or I can superficially answer it, but then overlay it and sort of riff and ad lib a little bit with my belief system. But it's because I'm confident in that belief system. So like with your belief system, with your, you know, you've got to make people um, feel emotion and relate to people in your writing. And, you know, I believe that everyone's got that one great book in them that can help that one person. That's your belief system. So you overlay your answers with that entire belief system. So you, and this is back to the other question about how, how do you make sure you stand out? Because no one else is going to overlay your beliefs with your opinions and your experience. Like that mix just doesn't exist anywhere else. It might be close, but there will still be a percent that's just all you. Um, so to recap, that's a pretty abstract thing. To recap, to be a great guest on podcast. If you're nervous, have a series of things that you always want to talk about just to start with so that you can always, if you want, bring it back to them. Number two, better is to have a range of beliefs and have your opinions very well formed about your industry so that you are always able to answer a question in your own way as opposed to just answering the interviewer's questions in the way that they expect. Does that make any sense? Because it is pretty abstract. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, it occurs to me too, that even the, um, the part that I was uh, talking about with people just being nervous, if you, and, and so I'm just thinking about all of the uh, traditionally published authors that I've had on because the publicists for their company contacted me and said, would you like to interview so-and-so? And sometimes I wonder when I'm interviewing Joe, did Joe want to do this? Because Joe mm. looks stiff as a board and like he really, really wants this to end now. So I'm just thinking that uh, if you're thinking, this is a, a an idea that I'm just now having while we're talking, but I'm thinking that if you're thinking I should get on more podcasts, I love these ideas that Mark has about how to be a great guest, but uh you know, I don't know how to do it the first time well, and I'm going to be nervous. So what should I do? And I'm thinking, well, Mark just gave us the answer a little while ago. You could do a whole bunch of Facebook lives and just start getting mm. used to being on, on camera, on audio. Yeah. That's what I did to get really good at podcasting quickly was I, I launched an interview podcast so that I would not have to be the face of it. You know, the first 150 episodes that I did were all interview. Um, yeah. So I did that. Um, but then I started doing a lot of public speaking. I'm not talking big public speaking. I started doing like local networking events and that's, that's blown up. And now I do all sorts of stuff. But then 
on the flip side of that, what I always used to do was just do my 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern podcast coaching, or it was business coaching. But that's been the same slot since 2015, uh, 2016. <laughs> so it's been in there for five years. Um, and by doing that, and sometimes no one would turn up. Even now, sometimes only five people turn up because it depends on the weather and the public holidays. And, you know, that's all right. It's there every week for that reason. But by doing that, I became confident in, 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 in two things, how to fill a gap and how to make sure that I was succinct when I didn't need to fill a gap, if that makes sense. So you said right. at the beginning, actually, I'm going to try and make my episode shorter. That's about the art of asking a question or, or becoming more um, concise and specific in how you're, you, 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 you're talking. And that takes some doing. I will, I'm very different as a host than I am an interviewee. And an interviewee, it's my job to make your life easier and be pretty loquacious and chat a little bit and, yes. you know, go off in directions. If I'm doing a media interview, I'm less like that. I will be much more precise. And if I'm the, if I'm the host, I will be very much like, oh, Kitty, that's a great point. What about this? Off you go. You know, so I, I, yeah. I'm, you, you have to have different layers of, of your, your, your mic technique. You know, it can't just be, this is me on the mic all the time. Yeah. So doing the lives, doing the guesting, doing all that stuff, it really helps you to practice those different types as well. Because one day you'll do a live session with no one on and you'll be like, all right, okay, I'm going to talk about some content that I did this week. Uh, this is, you know, testing your podcast tolerances, but, and you'll do 30 minutes on it. One week, you might have 50 people turn up and there's questions and there's questions and there's questions and there's questions. So you've got to get good at those different things. And it's practice. It's like anything, you know, it's practice. Yeah. I love this. Listen, uh, we could talk about podcasting all day long. I know, but you have given us some really great, uh, answers. You know, the name of my podcast is right now because I want people to always be able to take away at least one thing that they could go do right now. Um, even though I'm talking about W R I T E, this is great information. I think that people, uh, will be able to take some, uh, notes from this and have like a series of two or three steps that they can work on for wherever they're at right now, which is great. And I thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Well, listen, um, so when people decide that they want to know more about what is Mark doing and what about this Facebook live that he does for free and what about all of these, you know, captivate.fm, what does that do? Um, where can people find you and the things that you do find out more information, maybe if they're interested in podcasting or just want to kind of put their toes in the water and, and follow you on uh, Facebook live and that sort of thing. Well, the, the best place actually, Kitty, is uh, Twitter. That's I always send people to my Twitter because um, everything kind of goes on there. Um, that's my place for conversation. So just mark.live slash Twitter. That'll take you straight to my profile. Um, and that is a trackable short link powered by Captivate. Um, but yeah, <laughs> mark.live mark slash Twitter. Wonderful. Well, that is a very fascinatingly succinct answer. I need to try to come up with some of those for myself. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. And really, thank you so much for your time. This is a topic that people talk about a lot, but don't know where to find the answers. I think that you've given people a lot of great ideas for how they can decide where they're going to go from here. Well, thank you so much, Kitty. I appreciate it. And you know, for anyone thinking about starting a podcast, if, you, if you've got a story to tell and it's something that you think that you can really articulate comfortably. I think you, everyone should be doing it and it's not difficult at all. So yeah, you got this, you got this. Mm -hmm.